Welcome to the Real Estate Influencer Buzz Podcast with Michelle B, a midlife mama of millennials, wife, South Florida realtor, marketer, lifestyle blogger, and fan of an oaky Chardonnay who loves a niche life. Each week, she'll be sharing her real-life marketing and branding tips from influencers in and out of real estate, bloggers, and social media stars. Buckle up for a side of sassy, a sprinkle of sparkly, and entertaining conversations with influencers who share their secrets to grow their businesses. Sit back and get comfy with your favorite drink. Let's start today's Sip Social Sell Sesh. Hey, hey guys, it's Michelle B, and it's the Real Estate Influencer Buzz Podcast. I am super, super pumped because my gal pal that I met twice this year, Deborah Trapin, is my guest today. Welcome, welcome, Deborah. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad we finally got this, you know, on the books and it stayed on the books and we are here seeing each other from, <laughs> from Washington state down to Florida, right? Yeah. From coast to coast, I am in a semi sleeveless and she's in a sweater. I am so jealous right now. <laughs> You know, everyone likes to kind of make jokes about where I saw so I'm in Seattle, obviously. Uh, and I love the seasons. I love the seasons. Uh, so I was born in Minnesota, uh, just outside of uh, Minneapolis in a town called Edina. And when I was a wee, my parents moved us out to, to San Jose, California, which is where I was raised. So I was raised in the heat of the valley, like triple digits throughout the summer. And I could not have been happier when Andrew, my then husband, or my then fiance now husband was like, hey, what do you want? Do you want to move to Seattle? I was like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> I totally get that. I'm Canadian, but I, I like summer, spring, fall, spring. No winter for you. I would prefer not. I like to come in, see it, and say, see you later, bye. So yeah. I go to, up to Pittsburgh to visit my daughter and up to Ohio. Yeah, you get enough of it there. Yeah. Although, out in Las Vegas, for Remax R4 in February, it was cold. It's freezing. It does get chilly. I have my <laughs> It gets chilly. So I'm super pumped because Deborah uh, very graciously agreed to be on my podcast and she's got a lot going on. Um, we're friends on Facebook with a lot of great mutual friends. She is an author, a speaker, a podcaster. She is a connector. She has this amazing event, Woman Up. I mean, what is it that you don't do? And I say that with the highest of regard, by the way, because I, I love the layers that you have to what you're doing. And so I like to, one start off by asking my guests um, a little bit about themselves in regard to like, how did you get to where you are now? Because we all had a, a life doing other things. And um, mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory that maybe isn't in your bio, because everybody can read your bio. So what's yeah. your backstory? Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, so you know where I was born, you know where I was raised, and you know where I live. So let's dig into, you know, my purpose is to fire people up. And really inside there, when I dug deep, it was to empower women. 
And what's so interesting is I've been asked this question a few times this year, and I don't know if it's because of the Woman Up movement and the fact that it's that it really is gaining such incredible momentum. And I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but the um, like the when did you know or how did you get where you are? And it, it is it's simple, Michelle. It's simple. I defined my purpose and my niche. And that makes everything I say yes to my best yes. And everything I know I say no to as a confident no. Because if it does not align to my core values, if it does not fill my soul tank, and if it does not help me further my purpose, I don't do it. And it's been such an easy thing to do because I know who I am. I know whose I am. And I know who I'm meant to serve. And I think that in real estate, that's not always easy, especially for agents. It's not easy to niche down. There's always this like, what, but, what if, but, what if, what, but, but, (laughs) and it's, you know, I always say your niche is your ideal. It's not your only. And so I, I have male clients, obviously. Um, I have a lot of male followers in my audience, but my words and my content and my focus is really on speaking into my lionesses and anyone else who wants to come along on that, right, is absolutely welcome. My table is expansive. It's inclusive. It's got a fierce focus though. So if that focus isn't for you, right. (laughs) Right. Well, that's very, very interesting because I'm really, really a fan of the niche. And I talk about that myself. And in 2012, I reinvented my real estate business to incorporate niches. And you're right. Agents are afraid to niche down. I think it's the fear of missing out, like FOMO. But at the end of the day, you actually, I I think, can grow more. So how did you discover that having the niche was really the way to go? Well, so, so my background in the real estate industry, so this is my 17th year in, in real estate. And I started out as, as a realtor, I sold real estate. And when I started shifting into doing recruiting and training of new agents for my brokerage at the time, I started seeing a pattern almost immediately really where people would come in and you know it's like everybody who sat in front of me was like I love people and I love houses I love people and I love houses so real estate is for me and I was like oh my gosh I love you but my goodness sakes like there's way more to real estate but I think that you know the media and you know television makes real estate look very sexy and you know like you have all this freedom and it's like oh my goodness um you don't, you really, you really don't, especially when you start out, if you don't niche down. And so uh, about three years into my corporate gig of doing uh, recruiting and training, I started seeing the newer agents who had started before me coming in the door and saying, I'm exhausted. Like, I think this is the wrong career for me. And it was kind of like a revolving door for each kind of graduating class, if you will. So around year three, it started hitting. 
And that's when I stepped back and said, okay, so what did I love about my business? What did I love about my sales business and what didn't I? And so uh, actually this is part of the fire up book. When I wrote the book, it was really like, how did I help other agents figure out how to niche? Because the, you talked about FOMO, FOMO is huge. However, I like to say, flip your FOMO to JOMO, the joy of missing out because so many of us say yes to the things that we're not meant to be part of. We say yes to the networking events, yes to the conferences, yes, yes, yes to the coffees and the glasses of wine and, and you know, the mojitos by the water. And we ex get to the end of that experience and think, I, I really just wasted my time. And it's not a negative against the other people that you're with. It's just, they're not the people you're meant to be doing life with. And when you, when you slow down and you figure out, um, I have a fun exercise that I take people through when they're figuring, defining their niche. And that is, you know, write down a list of the five clients that you have loved doing business with. I mean, like, yeah. even if you had to tell them bad news, like you got so excited when the phone rang or when a text message came through from them because you truly loved working with them. So write down their names and then, and then go through the process of writing down a few words of why you think that was. And what starts to happen is you start to see it's their aligned to my values. They're also adventurous. They value well-being. Um, they value mastery. And so everything was very efficient and effective when we were together. And so you start to see your values pop up. You also start to see, um, I call, you hear me say soul tank a lot, but I, it's the things that you're passionate about, right? It's the people right. you're passionate about, the activities you're passionate about, and the communities you're passionate about serving, you have those things in common. Uh, also, sometimes it is simply that you are allowed to live your purpose out loud with them. So I find this a lot of times when people love working with first-time home buyers. They are their purpose right. is to teach, right? Their purpose is to uh, really dig in, and they and they don't mind the inefficiency of a first-time home buyer the multiple questions. They're very patient. Like they love working with them because it really taps into that skill and that purpose that they have. So write down those five and the whys and you're going to go, oh yes, I know, I see it. But the flip part about it is, the, is actually more interesting. And that is the five clients who sucked the living life out of you, right? The, oh. the energy and vision vampires. So when you write down yeah. those five people sure. and then Michelle, the interesting thing about this process is uh, whether I'm teaching it or, or I'm using it as um, part, in part of my keynotes, the people in the audience with the first list kind of smile and they get excited and they start writing down and they, you know, kind of hem and haw, like, who should I write down? But when I ask about the energy vampires, right, when I ask them about these people who sucked the life out of them, everyone kind of laughs and then kind of cries a little bit and then starts feverishly writing down a right. huge list because we all have more of those than we have of the first five because, and that I, is, I that's, that. and that's the indicator, you know, that's the indicator is to say, so once you write down those five people who, um, and, and I, I truly believe this, they knock you out of alignment with your integrity. Uh, they're the people yeah. who, when they call you, you, you hit, that fancy little option now on our phones that says I'm in a meeting, I can't talk right now. And you're really not, you're, you know, lounging by the pool. You just really don't want to talk yeah. to them. So you're lying to them. Right. I and, watch, and 
it's 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 a sad thing, right? It is a it's an unfortunate thing to be build your business with people that you really don't want to share time with. And that again, your niche is your ideal client, right? And so those first five are your ideal. Like if you could do business with them all day, every day, you would. And and you want 80 to 90% of your business to be built on those, if at all possible. And so sometimes you're going to have like a crazy Aunt Judy who really does fit a vampire status versus the first, but you love her and you're going to deal with her. Or a best yeah, friend refers exactly. their sister. You know, you got those, that's going to happen. It's just... What, what happens is people get into this business and they sit down with a broker who doesn't really know them well yet and says, oh, you're you know 25 years old. You should be working with first-time homebuyers, which is what happened to me. And six months later, I was miserable because I value aesthetics. I value, um, I value mastery. So I value efficiency and effectiveness. And working with first-time homebuyers, I was looking at you know, the, the bottom of the barrel listings with people who asked me a million questions and I was going insane. Not until I shifted when my new broker took over the brokerage into working with a luxury agent and becoming her apprentice did I realize, oh yeah, this is so for me. Like these people value their time over their money, their beautiful properties that I love to show. Um, it was still an, uh, an arduous process because this is not, this is a big deal. This isn't a right. sign three pieces of paper, but I realized the people I was spending time with and the locations I was spending time with them. And then of course the events where I'd find more of them, you know, going to the wine, uh, the wine tasting events, visiting, you know, visiting friends and going to concerts at the, at the yacht club. Like that's, those are the places that for me, we're comfortable and I could have conversations right. with people in there. And, and whether it's, you know, for me, anything has to do with wine I'm in. Right. And so that client directly connected to that luxury client. Now it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, get to go everywhere that they go, obviously, uh, but it helped me choose where I spent my time wisely. And any of us can do that. Any of us, right. We all at any point can say, Yep. Well, and tomorrow is a new day, right? Just because you've been working with first-time homebuyers for the last 10 years in your career does not mean that tomorrow you cannot change that. And it's all about well, sitting down, writing all those lists and just taking, taking your business into your own hands, getting in the driver's seat of that and stopping uh, all the voices that are coming in from the outside telling you what you should do, who you should focus on, where you should be doing it. And uh, take some quiet time, go through the exercise. It is fascinating. It's fascinating what happens when you get on the other side of really getting in touch with who you are authentically, not who the world tells you you should be. Well, I agree with you. And I think, and I've said this before, I think there's some really crappy advice out there for agents, especially new agents. They don't get mentoring. They're told to spend all their money on getting buyer leads. At the end of the day, uh, it's not a secure way to live. I've said that since 2012 when I shifted to working in niches, which are probate, seniors, and divorce. And you have a contract when you have a listing. Uh, buyers come and go. And it's great to have a little bit of that mix, but I'd much rather be a listing agent and niche down as you said and yeah. and advise other agents as well um, to do that 
and yeah. to, to feel okay about it and not feel this like pressure and, and, and there's a lot of pressure out there and we're going to talk a little bit about this too, because we've had some side conversations and, um, just like some pre the pressure that's out there of doing things that maybe you're not comfortable doing, but also being competitive and, um, also from the speaker side of things, like where yes. do you want to be if you want to go into the speaking? So, so um, I want to definitely talk a little bit about that. And, you know, I so think it's the same, it's the same inside the speaking side of things, Michelle, you know, yeah. it's there, you know, you, what you said is so powerful. And I really hope that your listeners hear that, which is, you know, you are more successful when you niche down and, you know, uh, the, the niche statement that uh, I have agents create becomes their, true north when they're making decisions on where they're going to spend their time, where they're going to spend their money. Uh, you know, I, I did an interview once with first, do you know, for the company first mm -hmm. Molly McKinley used to work yeah. for them. Uh, and yes. And Mike and his team are amazing. They're actually sponsors of woman up They are, They helped us do this really rad video series called I am woman up. And when I first met Mike, we sat down and he was like, so tell me a little bit about you. And he, you know, his company is all about relationships, right? And I said, you know, I'm the, the anti-hustle, anti-lead person in this industry. Like, if you yeah. want me to talk about leads, you're talking to the wrong person. That is not who I am. That is not, I, I don't understand that space. It does not compute to me it, as an in, individual agent. Now, if you've got a huge team and you've got a ship that you're, you're chugging a bunch of leads into and turning them around, you know, so be it. That's if that's your business model. But for me, it's all about relationships. It's all about, um, you know, a hundred percent of my business is referral. A hundred percent of it. I don't yeah, advertise. I would say that's, that's probably the same for me um, because I have two tracks with Soboka, hashtag Soboka, and then my real estate business. And it is referral based, which I love. And when you niche down and it's referral based, it's even better. Uh, and it's yes. important for agents to collect those testimonials. And I try to tell them that all the time, like, just ask. And if, if you have to follow up, you have to follow up. And no, you don't have to get them on video. I'm not a fan of that because my niche is really, my people don't live here. And I, it's a sensitive situation that most of them are in. So I'm not asking them for video. Just send me a testimonial. I'm fine with that. But yeah, <laughs> I want to talk to you a little bit about coming up you know, I know, right? It's like, no, it's fine. Just send me the written word. I'm cool with that. Um, woman up, uh, lots going on in the media and things that have happened in the last couple of years that have come to the forefront in regard to, uh, women in business, uh, the disparity between salaries and, um, uh, incomes and things like that. And I know, so uh, this was top of conversation uh, in uh, one of our side uh, conversations, which is, um, you know, we're talking about woman up, but then also saying, hey, you know, what's going on here in the speaker world? Like, you know, what's the, what's disparity here with, you know, paying the guys, but not paying the women or not paying the women as much. And so I'd love to talk to you a little bit about that and then talk to you a little bit more about um, this move that you started because it is a movement, you know? Yeah. Well, let's see. There's so much to unpack there, Michelle. Uh, so I've, I've been 
doing talking, you know, keynoting and been a speaker for, gosh, almost 20 years. So inside real estate since 2008, 2007, uh, but then in the women's conference circuit before that. And so I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it all. And I've also been an event organizer. And even, you know, just as yesterday, having a conversation with somebody who wants to get into the, the speaking space. So this is a conversation that I feel, it, you know, ebbs and flows, right? It, especially when we're in conference season, everyone's thinking about, oh gosh, I want to, I want to do more speaking next year so that I'm posting all these pictures of me speaking next year, right? Like it's just, it's top of mind. And I, I think that there's some layers to stepping into the space. I think that it's important to understand that your story can be told and you can do, you can be an influencer in whatever your industry is without being a speaker, right? So you can be on a yeah. panel, you can be a moderator, you can have a podcast like you've got, like there's lots of ways to share your wisdom. So for those of you who are like, oh gosh, I don't wanna be a speaker, stick around because there's some solid information in here. Uh, the, the second is understanding what your message is, is so incredibly important, right? I, I get, my heart always aches a, a little bit <laughs> when I talk to somebody who wants to get into speaking and they, they're like, well, I can talk about anything. It's like, well, well uh, sure. Like <laughs> we can all kind of talk about just about anything, but really what is on your yeah. heart? to talk about. And, and really what have, what do you have proof of that you are good at doing? Right. Because inside real estate in particular, the audience is brutal. Uh, if you don't, if you are not a successful agent, they will find you out. And so, you know, this is not a place for those who, who, want to um, supplement their income because they can't sell real estate to teach people how right. to sell real estate. <laughs> like agents, no, they can sniff you out, <laughs> which yeah, is why they love you and why they love Sue and why they, you know, why, why they are attracted to the agents who are out there, who are working it, who are doing it, who are living out what they teach and what they preach. It seems as of late in the last 12 months, there's been a yep. lot of everyone's a coach and not everyone yep. has even dabbled in the real estate world, whether it's selling yes. real estate or any part of it. And I think that's the piece that's kind of scary. It's cyclical though. I mean, it's it, as the, as the economy starts to shift, you'll start to see more coaches pop up. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> this will be the third time <laughs> around, right? It, it's, it's how it works. And, and, yeah. For, again, it, it really is for those people out there who are listening, who are trying to figure out, like, if you want a coach, it's just about learning more about them. It's, it's, just, it's simple as that. Look at their social stream, ask them questions about, you know, how involved in the industry that you're in, how involved are they? And, and make your choices based on that. And it's also really important to also talk to other people that have been coached by or mentored by that person because uh, same again with speaking, right? You know, like we could easily translate this into all of the conversations we've had around speakers, right? There are different kinds of speakers. There are agents who also speak on their techniques. There are brokers who speak to recruit. <laughs> there are, uh, there are exactly. trainers who speak to attract more people to their workshops. 
there are keynote speakers who speak to sell a course or a book or uh, you know some sort of uh, of a product right but th there's usually yeah. there's different kinds of speakers and just like there's different kinds of agents right and so the the speaking side of things is huge What's that? How if you were to if you were to give advice to an agent who wants to get into speaking, what would be the number one thing that you would suggest? Uh, why I would ask them why? Why do you want to get into speaking? I think that a lot of people think that it's um, that's very glamorous. That speaking is very glamorous, and oh my gosh, they're going somewhere else now, and oh look at they're traveling again, they're traveling again. Um, understanding and defining what success means to you is very very important. And so that's not to say that speaking might not be the answer to that, that next kind of step in your career. But I am here to tell you as somebody who does 20 to 30 speaking engagements at least a year, it's not glamorous. It's no. a lot of time packing and unpacking and getting on and off planes and dealing with sticky, you know, sicky people sitting next to you on the plane, sniffling and doing their thing. Like, not it's like Instagram. It's not, it's not Instagram. It's, it's not. And, and you know what? I mean, it, it's really important. It, like, I know that in the season that I'm in, I'm traveling more and I won't always be traveling like this. Right. Like yeah. I'm, I'm in a, in a, in a season right now in particular with woman up and all the things that I do around empowering women where now is the time to be on the planes a lot. Uh, you might be an agent who has empty nested. You've had a 20 year real estate career and you've loved it. You're looking at the next season and saying, I don't want to own a brokerage, but I do want to give back. And so that's a great reason to go out on the road and to share your mm -hmm. techniques, to share what, what you have on your heart. Um, it's also speaking also is a great way if you need to shift right? If you want to shift what you're doing into a new space. Um, so for instance, it, it helps you gain credibility and find referrals across the country. The difference is, is that kind of a speaker isn't always a speaker that gets paid, right? With money. They're, they're usually, you know, they get a free ticket to an event and, you know, they have the opportunity to gain the exposure. And that, if that works for you, go for it. Like it is, I've seen so many agents, um, you know, really flourish in their careers because they decided to take a couple years out and shift what they were doing and go on the road and do some speaking. And, you know, they wrote a class or two and they really loved it. And then once they, you know, got that, uh, that next mm -hmm. layer in their career, they went in and focused on their real estate practice again. I mean, there's, the thing is, is, you, if you have to follow, you have to follow your heart and where you want yeah. to go next. Don't listen to anyone else, right? Like you can speak and sell real estate and be a coach. If that's what you want, you can do it. You just, yeah, there will I be, naysayers. there will be the naysayers. I mean, people hate is going to hate and it's, so you got to do you. And you get to a certain age, you know, I'm 57 midlife and I'm like, I don't really care. And I, I'm a solo agent that is a full-time solo agent and there's a certain number I want to hit annually. But at the same time, I have a lifestyle blog and I have a podcast because I need layers to my business because I feel that you get burned out very easily in real estate and it's good to have other things to do uh, that can complement what you're doing. And that's what 
I did, and I planted those seeds two years ago. I have a question for you. Yes. Also, uh, in regard to um, woman up, you guys were just at the California Realtors Association. Did I get that right? Yes, CAR, California Association of Realtors. Okay. So you just had um, an event there, and you were at Inman, and I saw you speak at She's Unstoppable. Where is Woman Up going to be next? Because we are, if you're listening now, this is uh, going into fourth quarter 2019. So um, where are you going to be next? So our national conference is October 23rd through the 25th. So we, what you, the, what you just shared about us being at CAR and being at Inman Vegas, we were at Inman in New York, um, at She's Unstoppable, right? I was there representing uh, Woman Up as well as the, the Lioness stuff that I do for Fire Up. And the, the national event is why we do all of those other events throughout the year, to find our women, to find our lionesses, to find our pride that want to come down to, like this year we're in um, the San Diego area on Coronado Island. We have um, Wednesday is like a pre-conference day where we've got a wine tasting event. We've got a, a craft brew tasting event. There's beach yoga. There's a luxury real estate tour. There, you know, for, so for the ladies can come into town and, and the men, because of course men are absolutely welcome at the woman up table. It is not women only. Uh, they come into town and they actually have an opportunity to take a breath, take a beat, you know, have a glass of wine before the conference yeah. starts, right? And that's, you know, we've, I, we've learned, this is the third event that we've done, and we've learned a little bit more each time about what this community truly needs, and the, the connecting time is huge. So they come in Wednesday, um, if they want to enjoy that, uh, we have a, kind of a kickoff, like a welcome reception it, fairly low key on Wednesday for those people who are in town to kind of get them ready and connected so they can see each other. And then Thursday and Friday are full days. They are, you know, 9am to 5pm packed. Um, We've got a fun party on Thursday night this year. That's going to be awesome. It's a poolside party, which will be fun. And we, we do our best to give them as many opportunities to not only hear from other women who are brokerage owners or executive leaders or from the people who support them along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of the, the woman up community is that the people in the room are they're women who do own their own brokerage. who have been the only woman at the leadership table for decades. And I, when I say decades, I mean decades. We have women who have been in this industry for 30 and 40 years and They're leading discussions, you know, Sherry Chris is coming in and, and she's not only one of our sponsors, but she is one of the original women at the table with us talking about, you know, what, what we have on our hearts to do. And when I say we, I mean, Sarah, Sudachan and I, so the woman up is really the two of us coming together with what she and Leslie had experienced at CAR and what I had experienced in the broker side of things over the, you know, at that point, 14 years in my career. And so we can bring all of those stories together and say, who do we, who do we really want to serve? So we want to serve those women, but we also want to encourage more women to get into brokerage ownership and leadership because we know 67% of realtors are, are women yet less than 20% are leading their own firms. And 
there, there are so many beautiful aspects to owning or being an executive leader in a brokerage. It's just, they haven't seen themselves in that role yet because it's so male designed and male dominated. But sometimes other women need to help plant those seeds so that other women see that themselves in that role, you know, yes. like I, I never wanted to be a broker. I'm very happy being an agent because I have other things that I would prefer to do, but I love it when I have the opportunity to talk to the women that are broker owners, because it's, it's very few and far between. Yes. Well, and, and to your point, Michelle, I mean, it's kind of like the Hillary effect, right? No matter what your political connection is in, on this planet, we had one woman run for president one year and the following year we had handfuls of them. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Like Overnight, one election cycle and we have so many women that raised yeah. their hand to, to step into the, the, the Oval Office. That is a perfect example. And yeah. we've seen it the first two years. We've seen it. We've heard the stories. Women in the audience who maybe it didn't even have their broker license yet. They, were, they hadn't even really thought about it. But by the end of the conference, they were signed up for their broker's license. They, they had left their, their brokerage and they were starting their own thing. Like in the middle of the conference, they're, they're like, yeah. I can do this. Hell yes, I can do this. And I think that yeah, that's what it's all about. Him. Well, and here's the thing, Michelle, is <laughs> that not it. everyone can, can or should be a leader or a brokerage owner, right? But we all know someone who, who really would be amazing at it. And so we, yeah, we all need to surround them. those women and say, oh, sister, this is so for you. Like we see this for you. Is it what you see for yourself? Does it, does it speak to you at all? If so, like, let's go to this conference together because the conference, yeah. well, it's really focused on, you know, sharing the stories of these women who uh, stepped out and opened to their own brokerage or are executive leaders. It's also all the other layers that go into that, like how, how they started charities that connected to the communities that they're serving, how, mm-hmm. how they chose to walk the path of leadership is so inspiring that you don't have to own a brokerage to implement a lot of the inspirational ideas that come from the stage. And, you know, there's, there's things that make you laugh till you cry. And there's things that make you cry till you cry (laughs) uh, that are told because it's, we open the kimono with each other and the, I know I've mentioned it already, but we love when bold men who are who walk alongside us on this journey come into the room we actually had uh, we do kind of a in the last 20 30 minutes of the conference we do a you know what are your what were your aha moments what did you love about what did you learn about all those kind of things and we had one gentleman last year just overwhelmed by what he learned that we as women have to go through on a daily basis. All of the thoughts that go through our heads, all of the, uh, um, get out of the house. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's, you know, and, and, and he's a, an enlightened man in the room. And he, at that point had yeah. a fiance and he's like, I just like, even the conversations, one of the gals on stage was talking about, um, you know, 
guys, you, you need to cross the street. If you're walking behind a woman who's by herself, cross the street because all we're thinking about is, am I going to get attacked? Who's behind me? Gosh, if I, if I look like, and he's like, holy smokes. Like I never really thought about it because he's a good guy. And he doesn't think about yeah. that. It's like, yeah. but, but the, husband, the opportunity. Yeah. And my husband's really good about that. And he's got two daughters. And so, you know, he's, and you know, our dogs. <laughs> so between all of that, there's a lot of estrogen going on in our house. Um, one of the things <laughs> that I love to ask my guests is if you had an opportunity to break bread with anyone dead or alive, uh, who would it be and where would you do that? And it can be more than one person. So who comes top to mind, top of mind? Well, you know, this, I, I love this question. And I think, you know, like the, the women who are alive right now would definitely be Oprah, Michelle Obama in, in a heartbeat. I'd love to sit down with Brene Brown uh, and have kind of this, let's talk about empowering women conversation. But then I also have this side of me that's like, I would love to meet my mom's great grandma and oh, my mom cool. talks about her a lot. She calls her Grady. And, uh, you know, this is a woman who raised these amazing children who then raised a huge families and, and she would roll her own gnocchi and was just a real sassafras. And, and I, I wish I knew her, right? And so I think yeah. I would love to fly out to Italy where she was born and have some, you know, have some time with her. And, and okay, and have a little glass of Chianti. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure she would have a, 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 the, the perfect combination of things there prepared because it sounds like she, her, her love language was feeding people. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, it's funny, you should say that because it's, I read something recently that said, people don't always say I love you, but they show their love in different ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, it could be cooking for you. It could be doing something special for you and whatnot. And I thought about a lot. My husband says, I love you a lot, but he really shows it mm -hmm. through his cooking. And he cooks dinner for me every night, which is awesome. That's like, I do a lot of other stuff, but that's awesome because I don't enjoy the, the, the daily grind of that, but I'm trying to look at ways that I can do that because I like to make dinner for him too. Uh, we used to, when yeah. we were really married, but have uh, you, have you two done the love languages book? I haven't. So I probably should get I would, I highly, I always recommend that, especially for couples, like to go through it. Yeah. It's so interesting because you find out really, truly what, not only what yours are, which is important. It's important to understand yourself on a deeper level, Yeah. but it, it's also important to understand what your lover values, right? Because you might think, oh my gosh, I, it would make him feel so loved for me to cook him dinner. And really all he wants to do is hold your hand, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. and, you know, <laughs> he likes to fish so that's like i'm he's a he's a boat captain Ooh. so i'm always like hey do you, i was up in maine last summer with a really good friend of mine her husband um has a boat and he fishes and i said to gina i go um do you think uh you could have uh, paul and tom just call andy and take him out fishing uh because he's you know he didn't even have a boat at that time and um she's like oh yeah because everybody assumes he's fishing all the time <laughs> But he, that's so funny, not, isn't that true? Now we got a boat, uh, his brother, so now he's gonna be. And I'm, I was 100% behind it, 
because he is the happiest on the water. He's really good at what he does. And I'm fine mm. with him traveling and being away because it makes him happy to do that. And I think that's, you know, that's a whole other conversation because we'll, our, our wedding anniversary is um, coming up in it's 30 years. So we've been together quite Woo-hoo. some time. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Congratulations. That's how that is. Okay. Okay, so here's something else I want to ask you about. Okay. Um, I obviously, this is the Real Estate Influencer Buzz podcast. Who influences you uh, that you haven't mentioned or named at this point? Who's, who's, who do you look to? Who do you follow on social media? And uh, who influences you? Well, I would say my influencers aren't in the real estate space per se. So um, one of yeah. my, one of my dearest who I bounce a lot of things off with would be Molly McKinley, who you know. Um, but outside the space, you know, I love Jen Hatmaker. She's fantastic. Uh, she's a faith based snark, which I love. Um, and so oh, really? I. Yeah, she's really funny. Um, and she's a Moxie girl, too. She wrote a book ar- uh, around Moxie, which is just fantastic. So she's really fun. She's in Austin, Texas. She is she's just a hoot. I mean, if you've never listened to her, go for it. Because her, her posts... Now, I'm not a mom. And, and so for those of you out there who aren't moms, like she does write about her kids a, a lot. But it's hilarious because her kids are teenagers and they're a hot mess. Okay, and so... Uh, humor. Yes. Yeah. So I do love her um, a lot. I follow her a lot. And I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting when I'm getting ready to go into like writing mode. So right now I'm getting ready to go in to my studio to write my next book. And I tend to actually quiet my social media stream when I'm getting ready to do that. And I, I turn it off. I unfollow a lot of the other, inspirational spaces that I follow, whether it's, you know, usually I keep my, my faith-based stuff on cause I'm not writing faith-based books, but I always want to keep my message very focused on mm-hmm. the people that I serve. And so it, it comes and goes. It really does. It's such a, it's really fascinating um, in kind of the social media. When I need to figure out what's going on with social media, I always message either Katie Lance about like ha- what's happening in social media for agents and yeah. overall. And then uh, one of my business besties is Rebecca Radiz, who as I um, also had the experience in the brokerage side of things, she used to work for Better Homes and Gardens, uh, you know, a lifetime ago. And she now serves entrepreneurs and and businesses and the tech space. And so uh, what she's up to, what she's kind of playing around with and testing, I'm always very, very interested in. So those are a few of the gals. So lastly, I ask everyone, What's a 24-hour challenge you could throw out to my listeners that they could do today that would impact their business tomorrow? Oh, this is an easy one for me. So I would say uh, go through the process of the writing down the people, right? Like we talked about earlier, the niche. So who are your ideal clients? Who are they? Once you have an idea of who those people are, I want you to pull out your calendar and look at the next 30 days. And I want you to delete the things you said yes to that you know now you need to say no to immediately. It will make you feel so good. 
And once you create that margin for what matters, you don't have to fill it with more activity. You can actually fill it with downtime, quiet time, getting ready for the season that's coming up next. Because we are going into Q4, as you mentioned earlier, and there's lots of opportunities that are going to come your way. There's a lot of networking events. There's a lot of social hours. There's a lot of let's meet for coffee. Let's meet for wine. Let's meet for bubbles. Let's meet for whatever. And you need to be prepared. You need to have your armor on that says, where do I want my business to go in 2020? Who do I want to do more business with? And who do I want to do less business with? And then make your decisions accordingly. But first thing in the next 24 hours, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> That's a great idea. I um, I did something like that two years ago. I was involved with many, many groups in my community that just were not serving my purpose. It wasn't that I didn't um, want to support them, and I still do without having to pay big membership fees or whatever. And I finally was just like, no, no, no. And it's so funny because uh, the more I said no, I had other women who were also very, very involved uh, reach out to me and go, you know, I think I'm going to start doing what you're doing because I'm not getting business from it. They're not really my friends unless we're at an event. We don't do anything outside of X, Y, Z. And I said, I know. I said, I was done. I was done. I said, you know, and I, and that's when So Boca started to really grow and expand. And I mm -hmm. focused more on my real estate business. And like even today, I've gotten two uh, messages. Can you go to this and go to this? And I'm like, thank you so much. No, because I just, it doesn't do it for me. And then I then I want then I kick myself and I'm like, oh, why did I spend my time doing this? And I because I always go back to it takes an to go to coffee, it's a three hour process. It's an hour to get ready. Preach it. It's an hour for your coffee. And then it's an hour to come home. And my and this is what I'll say to them, like, listen, is it something we can just have a phone conversation about and drink our coffee at the same time? And most people are fine with that. And if you're not, I'm not meeting you. Because it's a whole, it's half a day. I'm never getting back. Well, and you know, this is, this is a really, this is a beautiful way to end our chat because when you're talking about where we can never get that time back, Michelle, we cannot get that time back. And I often find that again, the FOMO is what makes us say yes to things we know we should say no to. And so I have this really fun way, um, of helping shift the mindset on that. And that is when you say yes to someone else's yes, you're taking that opportunity from them. So there is a woman who would be the perfect fit for that networking event that's hosting that silent auction that you just said yes to wrangling for. And now she has nowhere to give her best yes. And so she's giving a poor yes to something that might actually be a better fit for you. So get out of your own way and get out of her way and say no more often. It's a complete sentence. You don't have to give an excuse. You don't need no, to give a her. reason. Um, and, and even more so, like what I started, when I first started giving my no's, because giving a no is hard it's giving, um, is I would find someone to take my place. I would say, you know, this isn't the right fit for me, but Michelle would be great at this. She loves talking about videos. She loves talking about Instagram. Like I would give 
referrals, right? I would recommend someone else. And that would make me feel so much better. Um, The other side of that, Michelle, which is what we all need to be ready for is to get the know ourselves. So when we're putting something together and we're hosting an event, like be ready to hear a no from someone else and celebrate with her that she said no. You know, I would love to have spent this time with you, but I'm so grateful that you've given a confident no. I really appreciate that. And then ask her, who do you know? Is there anyone else? Like we need to be open to giving it and receiving it because once we do that, it it's life-changing. It's life-changing for us all. Um, and I do, I, I host mini, mini, um, mini courses throughout the year, like little mini, I wouldn't say webinars, but they're kind of like little just digital courses. And my next one comes out on November 11th. So 11, 11, and it's all on, like releasing FOMO around networking events because November and December and even January are huge. And I, it's my heart's desire outside of women's empowerment. It's for the human. It's my heart's desire for every human to really know where their best yes is and where their confident no's are because we are all better when we make those decisions wisely. All of us we're all in the right place at the right time with the right people. Where can everyone find you? What okay, so and where can um, I find you on officials? Yes, so my website's debertrapen.com, D-E-B-R-A-T-R-A-P-P-E-N.com. Uh, on social media, I'm Deborah Eleven, Deborah One One. So you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Pinterest, you can find me on Twitter, you can find me even on Facebook. I'm Deborah Eleven, and then if you want to. Uh, get that mini course. It's free. It's debertrapen.com slash mini course. <laughs> super easy. Sign up for that on the, yeah, super duper. I try to keep things super easy. Uh, and the mini course changes, you know, I usually do uh, sometimes three, maybe four a year this year. I, this is my third one this year. So the mini course topic changes, but once you're on the list, then you get a notification when the next one's coming. And it's just a fun way for me to give back right? It's just a fun way for me to, to say thank you and to say, you know, here's something I've been working on or talking about. And oh my goodness, y'all need to hear it. (laughs) Instead of doing a Facebook live or something, it's like, come on, take it, watch it when you want, you know, pass it on if you like. So yeah, it's be fun. Well, I appreciate your time today. And everybody make sure you're following Deborah and woman up and all the fabulous things that she has going on. And um, hopefully I'll see you soon at something and we'll have to figure out where, but I'm going to a few different things. And as we roll into the new year, who knows where we'll end up. I will be at R4 for sure. That is for sure. I will be there. Um, fun, fun, fun. So who knows? <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Deborah. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You're welcome, honey. You too. Hey, hey guys. Thanks for joining me today listening to the Real Estate Influencer Buzz podcast and in the hive. If you loved hearing something today, feel free to buzz by the new Facebook page, the Real Estate Influencer Buzz, and drop a comment in there. I'd love to hear from you. Ladies, feel free to request to join Women to Women in Real Estate, a Facebook group that I have started where I continue the sparkle, the magic, and include special content, giveaways, and more guests right there. 
If you are interested in finding me on the socials, you can do that at sipsocialcell.com. And I would love it if you would follow me at the Michelle B on Instagram. It's my jam. Send me a DM and feel free to share this podcast with other real estate agents and entrepreneurs that you know who may need a little inspo to start their day.